Before we begin, we'd like to recognize and show our support for Black communities across the country and our collective fight for equality. Please continue to sign petitions, donate if you can, and always continue to educate yourself and others around you. We've included resources in the description of this podcast, as well as our Instagram page at Oibe Podcast, for you to continue learning and continue contributing. Be safe if you're protesting. We stand with you. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Episode number two. Oive Podcast, starring favorite new podcasters on the scene, Paige Weisberg. Brianna Covet, here we go. Episode two, baby. We did full names this time. <laughs> what? We did full names this time. We did. What does that mean for us? I don't think it means anything. I think it's kind of cute. I'm going to be honest. We're so cute. Those, Those are also our Instagram handles. Those are Instagram handles. Follow us, add us, all the good stuff. Hello, Brianna. How are you today? I'm actually, it's tonight. It's 10 o'clock when we're recording this. I'm really tired. I'm usually asleep at this hour, but it's fine. We're going to be here a while, get comfy, grab some popcorn. Um, Paige, I'm really excited right now. Why are you so excited? I'm really excited because we have a new segment, if you will, where we're going to discuss our oys and our joys of the week. We're real podcasters now. We have segments. podcasters. So we're each going to share an oy and a, well, we're each going to share an oy and a joy. The situation of the world right now is more than an oy can portray. Um, so that's our shared collective oi this week, is just the universe, and we'll get into that soon. But first, we want to talk about our joys of the week, because we think it's important to still find some light in this really weird, complicated, confusing, dark time. So Paige, what is your joy of the week? I started a really incredible internship this week. Ooh. And- I'm really excited about it. I'm getting a lot of really cool opportunities to meet new people and learn new things. And I'm doing a lot of reading and I haven't done reading in a long time because of the month off between school and now. So it's good to, you know, get the brain working again. Yeah. Are there fun things happening? (laughs) Um, I've been doing like coffee hour things and like WebEx calls with other people so I'm trying to make friends. Um, my work bestie, as I refer to her to all of my friends, Shreya, if you're listening, which I know you are because you said that you followed the podcast. So like, if you didn't, I'm not um, <laughs> But um, her and I have been getting along great. Um, and I'm just having an incredible time and I'm really excited for the rest of the summer. That's so good. I also have an internship this summer except mine isn't as fun and social as Paige's because um, I'm all by myself and I don't have any intern friends because I literally, well, I work from home, so does Paige, but like I don't interact with other people except for like my boss, but hopefully that'll change soon. I hope so too. I want you to get work friends. Yeah, I'm like a wee bit lonely right now, but it's fine. But anyway, 
Um, my joy of the week, I was, I was, guys, I lived out like a lifelong dream. It was really cool. Okay. I, um, was a part of a Zoom call with Stephanie Tanner herself, the one and only Miss Jody Sweeten through Hillel. We love our Jewish friends and fam out there in the world. <laughs> I was so excited. And I was kind of confused at first because uh, Jody Sweeten is very much not Jewish. So I was like, what is she doing here? And then I read further and they were talking about where they said that she was going to talk about having a Jewish daughter. And I was like, oh my God, interesting. Because she's not Jewish. And like, I know that she's like divorced. Um, and so I was like, oh, but she's maintaining this like, Judaism in her daughter's life. Really cool. So um, I was listening. Or I was in the Zoom. Me and Jody Sweet. And just like, there were 300 other people there. But like, we had a moment. We connected. You know what I mean? Like, I could see her. She could see me. I couldn't take myself off mute because the, the function was taken away from me. But it's fine. Like, we, we saw each other. Um, we're, we're friends now. It's all good. I saw her living room, you know. But I thought it was really interesting that she was talking about, you know, raising a Jewish daughter and how she keeps, she allows the father's family to take her to temple and they teach her like the Hanukkah prayers and she has her own menorah that she lights with the fam, like with just her and the older sister or whatever that she has with like Jody Sweet and her daughters how she has her own menorah and like they do that and they make sure that she has like hamantashen at Purim and whatever. And just hearing Jody Sweeten use the words hamantashen and Purim, I was just like, this is really cool. Like, I don't know. I just love like feeling seen by the celebs, you know, it's really cute. It's nice to be seen in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> like I had to, yeah, go ahead. I had to read Dua Lipa songs for my playlist today. Um, See, that's when but... we want to be seen. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna miss levitating very much but uh, if that's how it has to be it has to be yeah I was never a Dua Lipa fan really to begin with but like peace out we don't stand um I guess I won't be you know jamming out to physical during my Chloe Ting workouts but it's fine so speaking of celebrities who have said some bad things recently I feel like we have to discuss Leah Michelle and her just complete idiocy um, recently and just all of these awful things coming to light about Leah Michelle. So do you want to explain what's going on? Um, so essentially Leah Michelle posted on Twitter the other day, I think it was four or five days ago. It said George Floyd did not deserve this. This was not an isolated incident and this much, uh, this must end. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. A girl who is part of the Glee cast, she quoted Leah Michelle's tweet and just basically called her a racist. And it got this overwhelming amount of support from not only the public, but from the Glee cast, like fellow members of the Glee cast. And I was like, oh my God, this is the downfall of Leah Michelle. Because honestly, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've heard for years rumors about Leah Michelle just being this, like, diva person, like, no one likes working with her, but it's never, like, you know, really confirmed how it was. And, Hello like, Fresh dropped her. As I didn't know that um, Hello Fresh dropped her. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, but my, uh, my favorite response, like, it doesn't surprise me that any of this happened. I feel like 
you can't act that horrible and not have a little bit a little bit of that inside of you. I don't know. Rachel Berry act that horrible. Rachel Berry was not a character I would say I want I would want to use as a role model for my life. Well, I mean, don't I mean people on TV and in movies play evil people all the time. For sure, they aren't evil. So, but like, she's not a nice person. Not a nice person. So her and. Rachel Berry are too similar than they should be. Exactly. My favorite response has been Amber Riley's um, use of gifs of herself <laughs> on Twitter. Um, Stan her for clear skin. I think it's a little late for this to come out. Well, yeah, no, the reason it's coming out now is because really Leah Michelle, Ryan Murphy, the whole system can't hurt anyone because it's so long over. Yeah, and I, I just think it's unfortunate that this is how it has to come out and not that, like, it could have been pointed out during, I wouldn't say that she's, like, not famous anymore, but she, like, there is quite a bit of a lull in her right. celebrity, so, like. She's, she's, a, she's a B-list on a good day. Exactly, so I feel like if this came out during the time where it was important, by important, I mean, like, when it was currently happening. Obviously, it's still important today, but, like, if it came out when she was still being racist to people outwardly in TV shows. Well, she likely still is. I mean, but she's not getting cast in anything right now. Had, maybe she's had this, you know, self-growth, which, you know, obviously we hope that she has, but in the light that that hasn't happened, she's continuing, so at least now she's hopefully getting better. I don't know. She issued that apology on Instagram. First of all, just noting that it was on Instagram and not directly back on Twitter where the, the, the call out, the whole fight, the whole everything started. She took it like she's, I felt as though it was like she's hiding on Instagram. Like she didn't want to confront it head on um, where everyone was calling her out. But she essentially said, I'm sorry you perceived me as a racist. I'll be better. Not saying, sorry, I said something awful to you. Saying, I'm sorry you felt that way. And it's just such, like, bullying language, you know? Right now, it's so, like, inappropriate for her to respond that way. And I think she should. Like, it's not like people aren't giving you a guideline of exactly how you should be acting right now. Because there are people telling you exactly how you should be acting right now um and I think that it was just lazy and it was it, it was, was it the box. essentially she is a flawless person obviously the way that she's acting I so much I in this <laughs> in this uh, situation if so, there's one thing that is the definition of oi it is Heather Morris's statement um and just her reaction to this time in general Leah Michelle is Rachel Berry and Heather Morris is just as stupid as Britney S. Pierce, let me just say. Heather Morris um, decided, let's, let's start with her uh, connection to Leah Michelle, and then we can move out of that. Heather Morris um, decided to basically insert herself into the um, Leah Michelle drama even more than any other of the Glee cast members because she fully released a statement, like full notes app statement about 
how she feels about Leah Michelle getting called out. And she said to quote, was she unpleasant to, or I think this is the quote, maybe this isn't the quote, but this is me paraphrasing the quote. Is she unpleasant, was she unpleasant to work with? Very much so. <laughs> so really just making her opinions known. But then she goes on to say, so she's like, yeah, very much so. I don't like Leah Michelle. She treated people badly. But then she goes on to say, what, people are now assuming that she's a racist. And I personally can't comment on her beliefs. But you all know what happens when you assume or something like that. And it's first of all, like, Heather Morris, how old are you that you're using this little reference? I just, what did you think? I don't know. Um, first of all, I would like to say that I thought we evolved past the point of using the notes app to convey <laughs> our feelings on Twitter and uh, and on Instagram and on any social media for that matter because it's really pointless and really stupid. But, um, you know, I thought her saying, but you know what happens when we assume was so funny because I say that all the time <laughs> to make fun of people. Um, I actually did it to make fun of Brie before we started recording. But, um, <laughs> but um, I, as much as I loved Britney as a character, we must acknowledge she was written dumb for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Heather Morris knows, apparently. It was completely turning the tables onto a conversation about her when she really had nothing to contribute, especially as a white member of the cast. Like, who cares what Heather Morris has to say? It's like, yeah, Leah wasn't nice. Okay, moving on. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But that's not the end. That's not the end of. Oh, we have to discuss what happened five days ago. Go for it. Heather Morris posted a video of herself doing a dance, which she self-titled "George Floyd." <laughs> um, and the first minute and a half is her crying, and then the next, like. 50 seconds or are, um, are of her dancing in a way which I'm not going to say was very good, but I'm not a dancer, so I can't judge anyone. It's an interesting um, dance of the murder of George Floyd. And I thought it was very insensitive. I, I also think it was quite insensitive because it's, I, in my, uh, I don't know, if anything, it's too soon in my opinion, at, you know, I, again, I, I'm not someone who can give a qualified opinion, but it's too soon to even consider making art, like, you know, quote unquote art out of this, um, especially as a white woman. And also I was seeing in the comments that a lot of people were praising her and saying, thank you for, you know, expressing your creativity this way. And I understand that that's, you know, she's, she's an artist, she's a dancer, this is how she expresses herself, but I just felt like it was too soon and just not the right message. Well, like, we could very well be wrong, because um, Amber Riley and uh, Alex Newell both praised her for it. Right. And as Glee cast members and as people of color, if they said you are you are a perfect angel thank you for this and i love you then i'm going to assume that they did not think it was insensitive 
I don't know, feel free to let us know your thoughts. Yeah. Another person who's really just thrown themselves into the social media mix of a movement that they really don't belong in, Jake Paul. Who was seen looting. Jake Paul, a millionaire, is just out here looting just to fulfill life on dream, I guess. I I can't even begin to describe everything I find wrong with this. Just why? not a person that I think is, I don't think he's a good person. Let's just say that. I don't think he's a good person and I don't think that he is doing the right thing to help people. Like, think about celebrities like Ariana Grande, Halsey, The Weeknd, Sia, Kiki Palmer. Um, Kiki Palmer, Snapstar. She's incredible. But like, they're people, Madison Beer, like everyone who's been to a protest and has been helpful to the cause, like, why is, why is he not doing that? Like, I, I get he did it before the protests in LA with everyone, but like, why would you, why would he feel it's appropriate? I, I don't think he ever thinks that anything is appropriate and he just doesn't care. That's the thing. And I just, it, I mean, he is the epitome of white privilege. And I think that it's really interesting because Logan Paul, his brother, and I personally barely know the difference between the two of them, but I know that Logan Paul has this podcast and um, apparently it's like a good podcast. Like I know people that actively listen to it and he made a statement about, um, you know, everything going on and speaking in his support of the protesters and saying that he stands behind, um, you know, all of the advocacy that's been going on. And um, he said, and I, I, I really like that he said this, that all of, you know, the shenanigans and whatever that he does for videos and whatnot online, he gets away with because he's a white kid. He's, you know, stupid white kid and he can do it whatever he wants. And I feel like that has resonated with him in some way and that hasn't resonated with Jake Paul. And I just think that's really sad. It is really sad and it's, continues. it goes against completely what people right now are fighting for and what people right now are working for. And I think it's really gross. Yeah, it's just inserting himself and just trying, I, I mean, to me, it looks like he's just trying to fulfill some lifelong dream to be, you know, this macho criminal breaking walls down, like, just so unnecessary, and it's really sad. It's very performative. Yeah, and I think that, oh, I mean, talk about performative activism, uh, Heather Morris quite literally <laughs> gave a performance and Leah Michelle um going back to her for a second obviously her statement on Twitter about George Floyd was performative because she was doing and saying all of these uh completely racist and you know the opposite of what she was conveying on Twitter um in real life for years and so it just shows all of these, all of these trends and all of these movements on Twitter and on Instagram to share um, 
statements and share, you know, like Blackout Tuesday and just sort of be a part of it. It a lot of it's performative, and it's just sort of like you. I feel like a lot of people are just posting just to post. In my opinion, if you don't have anything to post, don't post it. I think that. I think that there's an understanding, and I'm saying this as a white person, I know that I'm, it's not my place to be having this kind of opinion, but I feel like a lot of people don't know what to say and are afraid of messing up, and because of that, they're not saying anything, or even if they choose not to say something, they're still signing the petitions, they're still donating, they're doing what they can, they're going to protests, but they're not posting about it, they're having the hard conversations with their family members and their friends about the things that they believe in and I think that that's just as important and it doesn't necessarily have to be broadcast to the world um do I think that they that it's that if you find something that you're passionate about and you want to share it you should but I don't think there should be this added pressure to in fear that people will think you're a racist for not posting I understand that a lot of people are uncomfortable to share anything for fear of saying the wrong thing and then being called out, but I feel like you can't just go silent because of that, like, the whole idea of being actively anti-racist comes from not being afraid of being uncomfortable and accidentally saying the wrong thing, because what happens is, you know, we're all learning and we're going to say this, the wrong thing at some point because that's what happens when, you learning, when you're learning. You try and you make mistakes and then you become more educated. So I think it's important that people try to engage um, somewhat in social media instead of going entirely dark because everyone has a platform, whether large or small. So I think it's beneficial to share something. You don't have to release this, you know, long statement declaring all of your feelings, but to share, you know, a link or sharing a, a list of books and movies to, to, you know, pick up or whatever. I think that's helpful. Um, no matter who you are, what kind of influence you have. But I think that people who have large followings, whether it be, you know, social media influencers, whatever, or actual famous people, those people, I think, have an obligation um, to actively engage in a human rights issue because it's not it's not a political issue it's at the end of the day this is about human rights this is black people are getting killed and that's not okay um it's it's not political in that regard and so i think that people who have influence and are choosing to be more passive for fear of you know saying the wrong thing or whatever are they're just being dismissive and they're just missing a real opportunity. I agree 100%. I think that it's important to share what needs to be shared. Um, But if you, and you should feel comfortable sharing, but people with large followings especially need to, not need to be sure that you're doing the right thing because you can't always do the right thing Um, 100% of the time. Like everyone makes mistakes. Um, But I do think that a lot of, celebrities have very powerful influence over their fans and um i mean people do look up to them like i i know emma watson has a history of being very active 
for human rights. And then yesterday for Blackout Tuesday, she posted a black box with a white uh, border around it to match her aesthetic. Uh, to cover the line. <laughs> what? She posted three of them, so it was like in a row to meet the aesthetics. No, she did not. Yeah, it was three of them. I did not see that. She didn't, she included the white border to help with her Instagram feed. Like, I'm sorry, I just, I can't, I, I can't understand why someone would do I've that. also seen, uh, like, Jojo Siwa, like, totally random. I haven't, uh, to be entirely honest, I ha I don't follow Jojo Siwa on Instagram. I don't know if she's been posting a lot of resources. Um, I hope she has, because she has a younger audience, so that would be really cool if she's getting all of these really, like, you know, young, elementary-aged kids engaged. But she, her Blackout Tuesday post was a black, uh, you know, square, just like everyone else. But it had the Jojo Siwa logo on it, like, loud and clear, like, taking up the full screen. And I was like, I think this kind of defeats the purpose, because the whole point is to mute yourself. <laughs> and she's just full on a huge Jojo Siwa logo. That's insane. Oh my god, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> and I'm, yeah, that's I'm looking at her Instagram right now. She doesn't have any um, links or anything on her story right now. So that's a little, I mean, maybe she has, you know, in the last couple of days, I haven't been actively following Jojo Siwa, like I said. But um, the fact that her Blackout Tuesday post was a picture of her own logo, I think that's even worse than the people that are just posting black squares with no other information, because those are, you know, the definition of performative. Um, actually, you and I both posted the black squares and then later deleted them when we realized what all this is doing is clogging up other people's feeds. Because I was realizing as I was on Instagram, I was just scrolling through all the black squares. I was like, I don't care to look at this. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, thank you, Twitter, for allowing me to understand, and other people on Instagram that were posting, like, why it's not helpful, and um, a post that circulated that we posted earlier, um, or yesterday, um, about why you should not participate in Blackout Tuesday, like, I think that people sharing information about why it wasn't helpful was really important, because, like, that was a mistake, like, posting it was a mistake, because it was silencing voices that needed to be heard and um making getting information difficult um so right. i because it's performative exactly and um i i keep seeing the graphics like all over instagram and twitter of the amount of people who have posted the black square yesterday and the people who signed george floyd's um petition right. on change and like that to me There's said people everything. there's way more people that have posted the black square than have actually signed i think i saw the numbers i saw it was like 20 million people had posted the black square and like 11 million had actually signed yeah i think i would um, it's just so like guilty you know what i mean to participate yeah. in something in such a fake and like superficial way i think this i mean it's the similar it's a similar idea with people who participated in the instagram chain of tag your friends and use the hashtag and Girl, don't even started on that chain I can't the celebrities that did it yeah celebrities that did it 
it was so just like it was so strange i i remember when i was tagged in it i like i was like this feels weird like i don't want to do it but i felt like a little guilty not doing it because again i feel like there's somewhat of like a pressure like a social pressure to like keep up with what everyone else is doing but but in doing that it's making the movement a trend I was tagged four times and I was like, this is really gross. Why are people doing this? And I was, I was talking to one of my other friends or I was talking to two of my other friends about it and they were like, yeah, no, it's, it's not productive and it's really toxic. And then I was like, okay, so apparently I'm the only one having this opinion. And then Twitter told me otherwise, Instagram told me otherwise, (laughs) Facebook told me otherwise. Um, I live, I mean, I always live my life on Twitter, but I especially am living my life on Twitter right now. I cannot look away. It's so bad. It's so bad. So I'm seeing all these TikTok chains um, with what's the song page? You know what it's called? Um, Same Love by Macklemore. They're using that song and it's more chains and more, you know, performative, if you will, on TikTok. And, but I have differing opinions on each of them. I've seen one that's just like random people that are just singing along the word. What are you, do you know what the words are? <laughs> I'm not going to sing it, but it's like, um, no freedom until we are equal. Damn right. I support it. Right. I think right. That's what it is. So there's some that are just like duetting each other and just saying the words or just posting it and saying the words, whatever. And it's like nice. It's performative. They're not doing anything, but like, it's nice, I guess. But there's one trend on TikTok that, or I, I don't know, like, it is a trend, but, like, I've enjoyed watching it. I think they're, like, powerful messages. It's this one um, girl who made this initial video that other people, it's intended for other people to duet, and, um, and it's to that song. And I saw especially this one YouTuber who I watch who um, is a teen mom, <laughs> and um she duetted the video with her little daughter and it's just it gives such an uplifting message seeing like the younger generation coming up and these two people connecting even though it's through a tiktok duet you know and just it it gives such a hopeful message so like things like that i enjoy seeing online even though it is performative they're not really doing anything but it gives a hopeful message unlike the instagram chains that are just like here I am. I did something, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think TikTok is being used in a very strategic, very helpful way. But I know at the beginning of all of this, they wouldn't allow people to post with the hashtags for the movement and they shadow ban. Yeah, they shadow banned all of the videos that were being created, which I thought was really gross. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people with influence on the internet were like, delete TikTok, like, and TikTok, like, until they change, and then they fixed everything. And I guess everything is okay now, but um, I, I think that TikTok is being used very well in terms of strategy for, like, getting the word out and, like, spreading different kinds of messages. Because I know on my For You page, I'm seeing a lot of like, people at protests, like, being active, and I don't see a lot of that on Instagram or Twitter. I see mostly creators talking about how they're feeling right now, or, like, 
of the incidents on both sides at protests. And I think it's good to see other people uplifting each other right now, which I think TikTok is doing really well. Yeah, I think a lot of people on Instagram, on Twitter, I mean, it goes back to what the news, like the news is attracted to the the more sensational acts, obviously, because at the end of the day, it's entertainment. And so I feel like that's why even on people, on influencers and celebrities' Instagrams, they're more so drawn to talk about the reactionary things and the really intense moments. And it's, it's of course, important to recognize those events and know that they happened and be aware and be educated. But I think it's just as important to continue to help each other and motivate each other and not just focus on the bad. Because I mean, you know, we're human beings. We can't just be overwhelmed with all of this darkness all the time. There has to be some sort of relief at some point. One thing that Twitter has recently educated me on in the last like 12 hours, or not educated me because I feel like everyone sort of knew this, but now like Lee and Michelle just sort of being brought to the forefront. Brandy Melville, a racist company. Who would have thought? Racist, sizist. Is that the word? I guess. I don't know. Okay. Racist, um, not conscious of the size of other people. Um, a really gross company overall, in my opinion. I'm sorry if you buy their clothing. You probably shouldn't, but that's none of my business. I'm not in your wallet. I'm not in your purse. I will not live there. So do what you please, but keep in mind that they're gross. Um, they, they're trending on Twitter right now. They are twenty on twenty on Twitter right now. I've seen so many stories, especially on TikTok. Um, actually, not especially on TikTok. I don't know. Some anyway, English. Um, some stories of people saying that they, you know, were hired basically on the spot at Brandy Melville because they walked in and they were asked to work there or asked to fill out an application because they were skinny and pretty. And then once they were hired, they would see other people come into the store and actually ask like hey are you guys hiring and like take the person's resume and whatnot and then go back to their manager and the manager would be like oh what does the girl look like or like peek out the window of like the door and see that they weren't pretty enough and tell her like oh we're not hiring they judge based on based on size based on race based on hair color like everything like (laughs) everything is if you just don't fit what brandy melville wants and I, I don't know, I think it's really good that that's finally coming to um, A thing that I'm seeing a lot on Twitter is, like, how all of their clothing is one size fits all. Like, I, I knew that because whenever I go in there, I'm, like, uh, self-conscious because um, I'm not a small person by any means. Mm-hmm. But um, it says, Brandy Melville meant that for race as well. And yeah, no, it's so true. It's very true. It's, it's like Lee and Michelle. It's like you always knew, but now it's coming to the forefront and you're just like, hope I never see you again. Hi, babe, Brianna. Hi, babe, Paige. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Thank you for listening, you guys. We'll see you next Friday.